We're going to start today by reviewing our challenge from our last episode. Our last episode, we wanted to take a step back and take at least about 15, 30 minutes and just prayerfully evaluate which of those four aspects of significance you need to focus on to take steps to develop. And just a review real quick, those four aspects of significance are strengthen your relationship with God, excel in your relationships, have an exceptional attitude, and keep living on purpose. And so which one of those do you need to focus on and take steps to develop in your life to be more significant? All right, Rick, today our topic is on the greatest resource to serving God. So help me out with what is this topic that you're talking about? Eric, and this is a fun one. I'm looking forward to having this discussion uh, today on our podcast. I I do believe that uh, there is one thing that is, as you mentioned, the greatest thing that stops us from our relationship with God and then stops us from serving others. And as you recall, when Jesus was asked, what are the two greatest command or what is the greatest commandment? He mentioned two commandments, and that was love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Basically, love God and love others. And if we have this one thing, we can do that. If we don't have it, it really impacts our ability to do those two things that he's asking us to do. The good news is this is something we can control. We can get more of this if we work at it. And the other piece of it, and we're going to mention this in this podcast, is is you almost have to work at this and gain this long before you're ever going to use it. So uh, it's not something that you're going to be able to obtain at the moment you need it. It's something you need to do beforehand. So I'm going to stop the tease. What is that thing? That thing is margin. Uh, margin impacts our life in so many ways. And if we can get it, we are free to love God and we are free to love others. Uh, And with regard to it, we can say, you know, I I wish I had a better relationship with God. And I know we've all been there. I wish I knew him better. I wish I could understand him. And then if we shift this over to our neighbor's commandment number two, and we may think, well, they have a need. I I wish I could help them. Uh, They need some money, but I don't have the money. Or they may may need some of my time. I, I don't have that time to give. I see somebody stalled on the side of the road, and if you're the type to help, maybe you say, you know, I'd love to help them, but I'm busy. I've got to get to this location. I just don't have time to help this person. I couldn't be the good Samaritan if I I was called upon to be the good Samaritan. Or you you might say, I don't have the energy. I'm busy. I have a previous commitment. And uh, one of the other things we'll talk about today is emotional energy. Sometimes we just don't have the the ability, the wherewithal to even help in in these these uh, situations. So again, the greatest thing I believe stopping us from loving God and loving our neighbor is margin. And uh, if we have this, it helps our relationship with God grow. And if we don't, like we said, it's it's pretty tough. If we have this, we can love our neighbors and do for our neighbors as God asked us to do. And you can grow, like we said, this very important thing, but you have to work at it. It just won't happen. All right. So you mentioned margin. Like, Can you just flesh that out some more and define, like, what do you mean by margin exactly, Rick? So margin is seen everywhere. It's seen in books on, on the outside. If, if the printing started at the top left of the page and went down to the bottom of the right, bottom right of the page, it, it would look pretty weird. Uh, margin is seen on the road. We have a, a, a little bit of a margin on the right-hand side of the road when we're driving. It's called a tolerance, a, a surplus, something extra. And even giving is out of merit margin. It means you have some extra dollars uh, at your disposal that you didn't spend on yourself before and, and you have it available to give to somebody who may need it. So Rick, you mentioned margin, but what are the different areas at which we can have margin? Well, Eric, there's several. Certainly 
with regard to time, if we are scheduled to the 11th hour again, we, we just have no time for anybody else. Money is another thing. Sometimes we, we want to help people and we may or may not have the money to be able to do that. Other resources, other things that we have that we can give to somebody else, we can either give it to them or lend it to them. Uh, our resources are a part of margin. Emotional, you know, let, we've all been in situations where we just didn't have the emotional energy even to do that. So emotional, and we don't often track this, is a huge component of uh, margin, just your ability to give in that area, our bandwidth, and, and lastly, our energy, just our overall, if we're tired, we're not going to be as willing to jump up out of that chair and help somebody. But uh, if we're well rested, and we have the capacity to, to do that, capacity for energy, uh, we'll jump up out of that chair. And, and simply put, Eric, if, if we don't have margin, there is a huge impact on stress and it's inversely proportional to margin. So say we don't have any margin, we typically have high stress. We don't have any dollars. We're living paycheck to paycheck. We have a life that is absolutely scheduled and we're exhausted from it. That's high on stress. If we have a lot of margin and we've built this up, uh, it lowers our stress and gives us a more stress-free or more peaceful lifestyle. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because we live in, I guess, from what I understand, the most stressful time and the, the, we're the most stressed uh, country. I feel like people overall, especially post-COVID, having stress is constantly uh, an issue and a topic. And and again, for everybody, not just uh, Christians, etc. I mean, it could be anybody's dealing with stress right now. And I feel like we're overwhelmed as a, as a society. And uh, I'm glad we're talking about this topic because I feel like this could maybe free, free up some folks to really experience less stress and really have some peace in their lives. And, and this could be a, an answer to some people's prayers or an answer to, to some people's uh, lives. So that way it can help them. So Thanks for bringing up this topic and, and addressing it. You know, and Eric, we are very ordered with how we we live today that uh, adds to the stress. And it adds to it in some fun ways, too. We have a, a, a something FOMO, FOMO, fear of missing mm, out. True. There's fun yeah. stuff that uh, that we'd like to do. And, and we say, oh, my gosh, I'd love to do that. So we add it to our schedule. Yeah. And, and there's other things with regard to uh, not being able to accomplish what we'd like to or being so busy or, or uh, in this uh, social media culture that we live in, uh, keeping up with the Jones, looking good. And it's interesting. God says something about this. Uh, there's a story of Mary and Martha in the Bible where Mary and Martha are spending time with Jesus. And uh, in the verses, and it's in Luke, uh, Jesus says to Martha, who has been busy cleaning up and has really done the larger amount of work in the story, clearly, and what a tremendous asset it is to have a Martha around. Well, he says to her, Martha, Martha, and interestingly enough, when, when you see in the Bible, uh, somebody's name mentioned twice, and it happened eight times in the Bible, that is key for your life is going to change in a wonderful, significant way from this point mm -hmm. on. It's cool. And this is one of those eight. And and uh, Jesus says to Martha, 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 uh, he says, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. In this day and age, Jesus could have said, Martha, you have no margin. You are absolutely scheduled to the last second. Uh, that's what Jesus was saying to her. And he said, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. So simply put, Jesus was saying, 
Martha, sit down. I've got some wonderful things to share with you. Mary is already here, but you're missing out because you're so busy doing the dishes. So it's amazing uh, that uh, what was written a couple thousand years ago is so applicable uh, to today's uh, today's yeah. world. And what stuck out to me in that story is that but few things are needed. And I think in our culture, and just for me, I struggle with margin. I'm glad we're talking about this because it's going to help me as well. But few things are really needed if you think about it. We only need to be taking care of loving God, loving people, taking care of our family, providing for our family. I mean, that's at the end of the day all that's really needed is to do those few things. And I know that sometimes it can be challenging, but at the same time, we don't need to be in every single sport. We don't need to be in every single extracurricular activity. We don't need to be volunteering every single place just because we can. And I think that's, that's to me is, is helpful to hear that story again about, but few things are really needed. And I think this is a countercultural topic you're bringing up, Rick, you're, uh, you're pushing the envelope here. Eric, I love how you mentioned that because you're you're basically simply saying just say no. Yeah, true. And we'll talk about this a little bit more during the podcast, but but uh, it is just saying no to certain things, and it is amazing that the world does not blow up because you said no to something. It's hard though. I mean, I'm a I tend to be a people pleaser, so saying no is not is you make it sound like it's easy, but for me, I'm a helper, and it, I struggle with what people think about me. So. It's hard to say no <laughs> for me. <laughs> it is hard to say no. That that is a tough thing, and I think I think it gets easier as yeah, you say it. That's true. Uh, every time you say no to something, uh, it, it does get easier. And then we uh, we get older, and we get to the point where the, the knife goes in. It doesn't even bleed, Eric. We just. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not implying that it gets that easy, but uh, if you care, it is difficult to say no. If you want to do something, it's difficult to say no. But oh my gosh, we we just need to get to the point where we realize the benefits of saying no, and 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 often isn't obvious to us what those benefits are at the time that we're saying yeah. no. We just know that we don't want to agree to something else. Or, Eric, have you ever been in the situation I have where you said yes to something, and I'm a quick yes, <laughs> which is good and bad. Uh, where somebody will say something, and I'll go, yes, I'm in. And then, you know, that Thursday night that I signed up to do this, I'm thinking, what did I say yeah. yes for? Oh, yeah. The, the yes regret. <laughs> so, yes. And we have yeah, had many of those. And we have to remember, like, I forget the exact source. I'm sure this has been shared a lot. But when we say yes to something, we're actually also saying no at the same time to something else. So, if I say yes to volunteer, if I say yes to coach a, team or if I say yes to do whatever, although it could be good, I may, I'm still saying no to something else. It could be my family. It could be God time. It could be, you know, whatever. So we have to evaluate that as well. Of If I'm saying yes to something, I'm actually saying no to something else and vice versa. If I say no to this thing, I'm actually saying yes to something else. So we have to evaluate that on the flip side. Yeah, and that yes, that thing that we're saying yes to because we've said no may not be obvious to us at that point in time or may not even appear until later. And uh, it, it's just nice to have the margin when you need the margin. Yeah, for sure. So simply put, we're responsible for this. We also get used to the level of margin in our life. You, you know these people that just run and run and mm -hmm. run. And uh, I've been accused of it in my own life when I've had margin at different points. Uh, people have said, you, you were just so busy. I could see it on your face. I didn't even want to ask you because I knew you were busy. 
so we just get used to this level and maybe a a unattainable high level of a non-margin in our lives. Yeah. No, and I want to circle back to the Good Samaritan story that you mentioned because as we were prepping for this and talking and, and doing our research on margin, I spent time with the Lord and I felt like he brought up that story. And then I just want to walk through that real quick. And some people may be familiar with the story and some people may not be. But uh, the Good Samaritan was a parable that Jesus shared after uh, one of the leaders in the in the law that knew the law really well uh, said, you know, how do I love my neighbor? And so Jesus starts into the Good Samaritan parable. There's this guy that gets robbed on the side of the road and, and left half dead. Well, a priest walks around on the other side and just doesn't even address him and keeps going. A Levite, who's basically one of the temple workers who should should know better, uh, walks around him and just leaves him there, doesn't help him at all. And then a Samaritan, who at that point, Samaritans and Jews hated each other. And so a Samaritan stops, takes care of his wounds, takes puts him in the don- puts him on a donkey, takes him to an inn takes care of him. And it says the next day he gives money to the innkeeper and says, Hey, this is to cover what I've already done and what we've already spent. Um, I'll come back and I'll basically make even it up once, uh, if there's anything else that he needs. And obviously he's the illustration of how we love our neighbor. But the things that stuck out to me was the time involvement and the financial involvement that the good Samaritan did for this person that was obviously in need and left half dead on the side of the road. And I feel like it really convicted me of, am I willing to stop my calendar to take care of somebody? Am I willing to give up my resources? Which it says in the Bible, two denarii, which is like two days wages for a laborer, which again, that's like two to $300 that you're just willing to drop on the, on the dime right there for that person who's a stranger who is technically like an enemy am i willing to do that uh you know and so it was just convicting me as i was reading this story and i'm like i live a too scheduled of a life i live with too much planned and i need to have more margin to be able to in my finances and in my time to be able to be and do that example that jesus laid out for us so i just wanted to circle back on that story because it's it really impacted me. Eric, I appreciated that you did. And sometimes it's fun in these stories to make them applicable in our present day. Uh, you know, this could have been somebody at the side of the road and somebody drove by with a car that had love all over the back of it or or uh, some religious symbol that might indicate that this person would be inclined to help, but they don't. Uh, and when you think about the Good Samaritan, they could have been somebody you really don't like. It could have been a fan of another football team yeah, that you just Steelers don't fan. really appreciate. I mean, a Steelers fan. Let's just let's uh, just in, say it. Yes, let's just say it. It's a Steelers okay, fan. Okay, we're in we're in <laughs> we're in Cincinnati, Ohio. We've, we we apologize to uh, fans of other teams out there, but uh, we we've got those teams we like and those teams we we like less. Or it could have been some people group that maybe you don't have. Let's be honest, you don't have a positive opinion of. And you wouldn't maybe expect them to help. And they surprised you because of the love. And, and I like how you said the time and the the uh, the money that that person spent. 
or uh, even I hear in the story to an emotional commitment. I mean, let's say this person was very bloody and, and some of us, myself included, are not good with blood type situations. And you may hear somebody say, well, I could never do that. Well, could I do it with my kids? Absolutely. So you could do it. So, uh, so maybe even emotionally, it was very tough for this Samaritan to, to administer some medical aid, uh, to, to this person because they weren't a doctor, they weren't, uh, schooled or they weren't very good at doing that. So boy, just that story hits on so many different avenues because, uh, and as we make it real to us, we see, oh my gosh, we have this person that we frankly didn't expect to help and they did, and they helped in some huge ways. And would we have helped? I don't know. We got to answer the question, honestly, like, uh, like you just yeah. did. So Rick, how can, if somebody's struggling with margin, like myself, how do we evaluate what we need to do differently to, to move forward and, and to grow in this area? Well, Eric, I like how you said before, I, I don't know if I can do this because you basically are saying I'm depleted in a certain area. And I think we need to be honest with the, with ourselves and say, hey, okay, where, where are we depleted? Uh, or when was the last time we felt replenished? You know, are we at our bottom? Uh, the good news is, is uh, there's a way out and there's a way to break that cycle. And simply put, when you're breaking a cycle, if you want to get from A to not to B this time, but to C, something very different, the way to break that cycle is to do something brand new. We have often heard that story of, uh, or that adage that don't keep doing the same thing if you want to change something. And I'm, I'm absolutely prescribing that. Uh, so here's how to get out of it. Number one, one of the first things is just what we said before, you have to be able to say no. It's good to even practice this. Uh, we act as if others are in control of our schedule. And this can be this can be major and this can be minor. You know, people come to you and say, you're going to Switzerland, you need to see the Alps. Uh, I recall one time I went to uh, Italy and people said, oh my gosh, you've, when you go there, you have got to see the Mona Lisa. Uh, so I believed them and I spent a day and I went over to the Louvre and I, I went into the room where they had the Mona Lisa and there it was over on the side wall and I, I walked up to it and I thought, oh my gosh, a, a picture of a... A less attractive woman. I, I, I think my life would be okay if I didn't do this. You know, what did I spend all this time for? Because people told me I had to see the Mona. You, you just have to visit the Mona Lisa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we, we do act oftentimes as if others are in control of yeah. our schedule. And a good thing to ask ourselves is, uh, and I love this title of this book, is what if God wrote your to-do list? Mm. Well, if he wrote my to-do list, it probably would look differently than I would generate my to-do list. And and Eric, you know, we we generate our to-do list based on what we need to get done. Oftentimes, what we ha what we have to do today. I'm going to suggest something different. Rather than writing our to-do list based on what we have to get done, write our to-do list and write our schedule based on what you want to become. Mm. Here's what I mean. If I want to become a, a more godly man, I will spend more time with God. I'll, I'll read his word in his Bible more. I'll pray more. I'll try to spend more time with Christian people. And frankly, I'll try to spend some, some less time doing some other things that I'm doing. And it could be entertainment. And these are all good, fun things. I'm not prescribing that they're bad. But uh, if I really want to become this person in this way, or I want to become more athletic, I'll spend more time in the gym. Schedule your priorities based on what you want to become rather than what you, you think you should do. I think that schedules our priorities based on, uh, on a higher need. Yeah, I love that. It's deeper. It's not surfacy like sometimes to-do lists and you know activities and actions and 
those things seem kind of top level, but I love how you take it to a deeper level and say, okay, who do you want to become? At the identity level, we're changing and moving and doing things, focusing on who, not just what or actions or accomplishing things. So I love the deeper push that you put. And you mentioned the word accomplishment. Let's be honest. Many of us are addicted to the feeling of accomplishment. This is fun. When you do something and you scratch it off your list and you have less to do, that's an addiction. That is fun. It is It is wonderful to accomplish stuff. And it's good to accomplish stuff. But what we're really talking about here is uh, building character. And I would contend that is a higher calling, a higher need, uh, a more loftier goal than just accomplishing things that are on the to-do list. It's deeper, like I mentioned, but it's more challenging. And we're going to be patient with ourselves when we do take these steps because, it's again, we're renewing our minds. We're renewing like what we focus on and, and what our intentions are. And anytime we do these this change, it's going to take time and, and we have to be patient with ourselves and not beat ourselves up if we start taking steps and then we regress a little bit. Don't beat yourself up. Just get back on the horse and just keep moving forward and making changes to create more margin. And even if you do small stuff, you save a dollar. Okay, that's $1. That's one extra dollar you can give to somebody else because you have more margin in that area. Well, here's some of the fun stuff, Eric, about margin. Relationships are developed in margin. Uh, you can spend more time with your spouse because you have some time to spend with her. You can spend more time helping people. You can spend some time talking with somebody about something, uh, sharing something with someone. Relationships, time spent with other people are developed because you have the time for them. So they're developed in, in margin. The ability to give extra money is developed in margin. You have saved or not spent uh, and you have some extra and so you can give. So that is developed in margin, like we said before, oftentimes without even knowing what it's ultimately going to be used for. But it won't happen by itself. Uh, let me correct myself. Sometimes it happens all by itself, like when a meeting gets canceled, that, that feeling yeah. that you have, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've got a free hour. How wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but it really won't happen by itself most of the time. You really have to act create that. You have to say no to things. This is something that that you do some work at to, to create. And uh, you will continue. Here's the bad news. You will continue to have no margin until your death unless you break the cycle. And that's what we're asking you to do. So simply put, just every decision you make uh, affects margin, either positively or negatively. So, Eric, I would like to challenge you. This is the interactive portion right. of this podcast. I'd like to, I feel like a game show announcer here. Uh, I would like to challenge you to some questions to see if you think these add margin to your life or take margin mm -hmm. away. So, are you ready am, for this? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, very good. I, I, I think you. I really don't have a choice. Okay, I uh, do I? This. I'm kind of stuck with. No, you, you right don't now, have so. a choice. That is yes. That you are <laughs> okay. stuck. That is All correct. Right. Bring it on. Uh, so, go. so if I've just made a decision to buy a new boat, does that give me more margin or less margin? That would be less margin because I just keep hearing all the, the boat correct. owners cry about like their best days when they bought it and the actually the worst days when they bought it and the best days when they sell it or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But bottom line, they talk about buying, they talk about selling. That is correct. Gives you less margin. How about if you say, well, let's not buy this now. More margin? That would less be more margin. margin. Yeah. That is correct. More margin. Hey, dad, I want to join this activity. That would be less margin, but I would say it depends on, it, there's, it depends. I couldn't say 
it's not a binary answer. I feel like it would be like, well, it could be more relational margin because you're investing in your son or time or I don't know. I would say less overall. If I had a final answer, I would say less. Less overall. Bottom line, you are uh, taking some time away to do that activity. Uh, we had uh, we had five kids, and we had a little rule with them that you can only contribute or you can only participate rather in one sporting activity at yeah, one time. Yeah, we had that, and as we well. kind of made this across all all the kids. But I do see some parents uh, with their kids in two, three, and even four activities. So uh, that and all the parents seem to talk about is. Oh my gosh, I'm gone on the weekends. I'm gone on the evenings. Um, and we think we're inputting into the kids' lives and investing. Uh, but uh, really, we're taking a lot of the margin away for us to have any time to do any of the things that uh, Christ already prescribed. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Let's get a dog. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, no margin, less less margin. <laughs> less margin for like 15 or 20 years yeah, of less yeah. margin. So quite a nothing against dogs, but uh, they do take a, a lot of effort. Energy. Let's go on a date night, honey. How about that? That one's going to be a more margin because you're investing in relationships, and that's got to be a yes. Absolutely more margin. A promotion. That is less margin because usually more promotion. Uh, promotion will become with more responsibility, but I also say. It could also bring more margin financially. So depending on how you look at that one. Tricky one. Yes, it could be either way. Uh, but uh, so Eric, all promotions uh, that come with salary increases, the increase in salary is commensurate with the requirements and needs of the person fulfilling that pro- that promotion. So simply put, yes, it does give you more dollars and that could certainly help. Uh, and we do take promotions. Uh, but on the other hand, sometimes uh, a promotion is something that we have to look at the amount of time required, or is this in another city, or is this something that affects our margin to a greater degree than what we think the promotion yeah, gives us? That was a, that was a trick question this one? right there. Anyway, just <laughs> yes, it was a trick question. Uh, how about this one? Spending time with God. Oh, that's always going to be a yes and create more margin. Always more margin. How about doing something that really recharges me? That's more margin, yeah. So if I ask you something you, that really recharges you, can you tell me what it is? Uh, working out. Oh, there you go. There you go. I love uh, spending time with people. Uh, how about, what do we want to get done today? That discussion. Is this uh, more or less margin? What do we want to get done today? That would be less margin, I think. Okay. This was a trick question. It is both more oh, and less say, margin. Yeah, like. If it's why if it's open ended, like we don't have anything planned, and we what do we want to do today? Then yeah, I could see that. Always good to have those discussions on calculating. Okay, we want to do this. Is this really a benefit? Yes or no? Why do we want to do this? Really? How about this? Let's go looking at or shopping for blank. Yeah, more shopping, or less. I, I'm going to say less margin on that. You are correct. <laughs> Absolutely. How about we mentioned before a meeting gets canceled? Oh, yeah, that's more margin. We'll take that. Thank you for the extra margin. A birthday party invite. I would say less margin. But bingo, but a, correct. You're, you're well, nailing yeah, this, but man. This is yeah, good. It's, it's hard though because it's relational. I think sometimes it's like, and what I'm taking away from this quiz, by the way, is it's not always easy to make these decisions. No, it isn't. And we have to spend some time thinking it. And our first blush, our first answer sometimes isn't the correct one. Uh, how about this last one? Financial Peace University. That would be more margin for sure. Very good. And I love how they have peace in yeah, the title. Yeah, they did it there, on so. purpose. Yeah. Uh, it's marketing. They did a nice job on uh, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Nice job on well, the I quiz there. It. Did I pass? And, did and, I get an A? It, it, 
you absolutely nice. nailed it. You you excelled in that uh, in that particular area. So, bottom line, if, if if we summarize that little quiz, we talked about saying no to certain things that that buys you margin. A good question to ask yourself is, what is one thing uh, you'd like to say no to? What is one thing that's on your list that, man, if I could just say no to that thing, that would really free up my schedule uh, a little bit. The other question to ask is, uh, what would you like to be? We mentioned scheduling your priorities, scheduling your to-do list based on what you want to become. What do you want to become? Don't say to yourself, oh, no, I can never become this. That's really bad self-talk. Better self-talk is, I'd like to become this. What step can I take that puts me more towards that particular thing? So those are just two two good questions to ask. And you know, Eric, this is fun. When you have margin, this is a blast, especially when you start to see it happen. Uh, here's what you get from this. You're open to God's leading. You know, we don't hear God's voice because we're so busy. When we're quiet, when we can spend time with him, uh, we, uh, we're open to his leading. And we're open to his leading to bless someone, to bless his people. I read a verse today in the Bible, God looks at all people equally. Wow, pretty cool. There's no greater, there's Jesus and then all of us, kind of two levels of people out there. And uh, uh, he, he loves everyone. So we are open now to God's leading to bless someone because we have the time resources as maybe well as the financial resources. Also, you get to watch. This is fun. It's fun to watch uh, God bless people, maybe even through you. What, what, what a blast. Uh, some emotions you may feel are joyful. You may feel peace, as we mentioned, financial peace university. You may feel free. Uh, And and if you think about it, uh, bad decisions don't define you. In Financial Peace University, there's this concept of an emergency fund. And basically, it says save up. I I don't know. I think it's like $1,000, I think. And uh, they say, okay, that's really to prepare for any calamity that may hit you as a homeowner, a car owner, uh, an owner of anything, actually. Uh, But bottom line, you have the money there when you have an emergency situation. So bad decisions don't define you. If, if you have something that has gone wrong in your life, to have some marginal dollars there or marginal time that you can deal with this, uh, it's nice to have something not affect you. It, two last co- points about uh, some of the fun of margin. You can take action immediately. You can be in that chair and somebody will go, I need you right now. Can you please come over? And you can jump up right away if you're scheduled and you have no margin, you can't. You have to say, well, maybe I can help you tomorrow. Well, tomorrow may be too late. So you can respond. You can take action immediately. That's pretty cool. And when you do that, what does it do? It shows love. When somebody says, hey, can you come over, please? And you come over as fast as you possibly can. You show a tremendous amount of love and caring for that person that you, that you could in no other way. And bottom line, let's take it on the other end, too. You can extend activities. (laughs) I am the king of, when Lisa asks me, how long is it going to be? It's going to be an hour. Okay, two hours later, I'm still working on (laughs) this thing. And maybe I need it. Maybe something broke, or maybe I broke something. Uh, So the the good news is you can extend activities if required. And I've often had people in situations go, oh, my gosh, I'm taking too much of your time. It's like, no, I've got the time. I've got the ability to do this this afternoon. I'm I'm happy to do this for you. It is neat to be able to say this, and that's because of uh, the previous work done creating margin, so I would have time to be able to help uh, somebody in that situation. That's great, Rick. I appreciate you sharing all that and and just the benefits of of this topic and and taking steps in that area. Okay, so the challenge for for this week 
is to take some time and just list out all the things that you're involved in and just prayerfully consider, you know, what needs to go so that way I can spend more time with God and, and love people more. And so it's really just an exercise in sitting with the Lord, get out your purpose notebook, write down some the thoughts and the things that you're in, see what he's saying. Maybe he's giving going to speak to you on this topic. Maybe he'll just give you some very clear yeses and nos on what you should be involved in, what you shouldn't be involved in. And just take some time to evaluate, Am I having? do I have enough margin in my life to truly love God and love people? All right, so to wrap things up, we've talked about margin today. And oftentimes that can be a stronghold in our lives due to whether that's societal pressure or people around us keeping up with the Joneses like we mentioned, or for whatever reason. But there are a multitude of other strongholds in our lives that can affect us, that can keep us limited in our ability and our freedom and limited in our mindsets and and just impact us tremendously. And so we're going to discuss what these other strongholds are and how to overcome them in our next podcast. So stay tuned for the next one. Going to be a powerful podcast on overcoming strongholds. And so we look forward to sharing that with you in, a, in the next month. And just to wrap up, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our website, attainyourpurpose.com. Please fill out the contact form and we'll be in touch with you as soon as we can. You can ask any questions. You can just reach out to us and maybe give us some feedback on how we're doing. But if you want to reach out to Rick or myself, feel free to fill out that contact form. And with that, thanks again for listening and have a great day.